0: I'm Mandy and I'm Jessica and this is The Coop.
1: You're listening to The Coop Homeschool Podcast. This is your podcast for community, humility, and joyful fun in homeschooling. This is episode 96, Go to a Show.
0: Go to a show. Go to a live show. I feel like the performing arts is something that we want to have our kids experience, usually in the way of putting them in something. Mm -hmm. But how often do we really go and have them experience live performances? Rarely. Rarely, because there's a lot of barriers to it. Mm -hmm. And I get it. Mm -hmm. But we're going to talk about the value of live performances and why you should go. But before
1: we get into it, Mandy, what's your scoop on the coop? Okay. We have started reading Trumpet of the Swan. Oh, we just finished <laughs> I it. I know you yeah. did. Okay. Yeah. And the reason I wanted to bring it up is it is such a lovely book. It is. I love reading it aloud. Okay. or I mean, just sharing it in the experience. Mm-hmm. So whether it was an audiobook or me reading it right. aloud, I'm glad I'm there for it. So yeah. I'm glad. And I'm sometimes saying, isn't that funny? Yeah. The Cobb is so funny. Yeah. And and they're like, yeah, totally fun. You know, we're just sharing in the the humor and the 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 different differing perspectives. I love that it's from the boys' perspective. You know, I've talked about this before on some of my favorite books, mm-hmm. having multiple perspectives and yes. that we're getting the swan's perspective and the boys perspective. And it's totally the Charlotte Mason book where it's teaching all about 35 days, the 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 swan eggs are right. take to hatch, yeah. And what color they are when they come out—the gray down and the yellow mm-hmm. feet—and and then we looked up what a, a red winged blackbird yes. was because mm-hmm. it was talking about that and and so even though we're not studying North American birds as you are, yes, we're getting to study a little bit of birds. We're getting it's to a learn classic that. book, yeah. Just yeah. by reading *Trumpet of the Swan*, and the That's reason so we're sweet. reading it is because. Our Brighter Day Press morning time curriculum has us reading it, probably because we were doing creation. Oh, sure. In yeah. the first one week. So mm-hmm. she has to start a start Trumpet of the Swan. And so it's just been really fun. That's super cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: we love it. And I know I just posted it on the Instagram, but you should definitely listen to the CD that I have. Oh. And it's we got it from our lending library. Uh-huh. And it's a dramatic. Reading, so it's the same story, okay, but it's retold by John Lithgow. Oh, cool! And some other Martin Short, Kathy Bates, Mandy oh, I love Moore. It. Yeah, some great names that you can recognize. You're like, yeah. and they do several of the characters. So it's a small cast doing all of the characters, and they condense it down to just one hour. Mm-hmm. So while it was what a four-hour read aloud, I see that. Yeah, maybe when we listen to it, maybe six. It's a nice, short, one-hour dramatic I reading with live music. Then you get to hear how the trumpet or the the baby swan, he... Um, don't give anything away. He makes taps. I'm just saying. Oh, okay. You know, right. he, he plays these magical songs <laughs> that you want in Reveille, but if you're not, if your kids don't know what that
1: is, you're yeah. going to want to listen to it. Well, so and the CD is really great. I purposely brought up what a trumpet sounds like because so, yes. it was saying kahoo, Ko ho, oh ko ho. We listen to the audio, and okay. So that's how they so say like, in the Ca-hoo, audio. I'm like kahoo, kahoo, and I'm like, well, that doesn't sound like a trumpet. It's let co-ho. me let me show you what a trumpet looks right. like or sounds like. And so they did, and I said, doesn't that? Oh, first I had them listen to what a trumpeter swan sounds like, right? And then I had them listen to a trumpet, and I said, do you see how they sound? And I should have done it flipped, right? But. <laughs> Oh uh-huh. whatever, you know when you're I didn't in the plan moment. Ahead, yeah. <laughs> I was like, Oh, I don't know what Kahoo means so or sounds like <laughs> Yeah. But
0: yeah, we only did the audio. I didn't open the book and I have two copies of it at my house apparently. So mm-hmm. I guess each of my kids will have their own copy yeah. somewhere. Oh it's so lovely. It is great. And yeah. it's if you don't know, it's written by the same author as Charlotte's Webb. Mm-hmm. So e. White. It's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Stuart Little. So it's a great oh, and book. Stuart and that, Little. Yeah. I
1: didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah, it kind of rounds out that cute little question. So we
0: just borrowed the the animated movie from the library today. Oh, there's an animated one. Yeah. Oh, I don't, fun. It, I can't the wait. The animation looks hokey. Oh, is it like it's 80s? It's not okay. uh, Yeah. It's not I peak, need to make a new one. Of yeah, but it's... it's so funny. I'm Disney excited.
1: should totally take that on.
0: Yeah. Well, the audio CD, the dramatic version, mm-hmm. is fantastic.
1: Who does John Lithgow do?
0: He does like the narrator voice. Oh,
1: he does. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, mm-hmm.
0: he takes turns being the different perspectives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm yeah anyway
1: fun. I bet Kathy Bates is she the 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 swan the, uh-huh. the female yeah the mom yeah yeah this yeah anyway the okay Cygnet Cygn- signets are the babies yeah but her mm-hmm. name is like Cygnus buccaneer or something like that it's <laughs> some weird long last name huh yeah, yeah I, I just read it and I was like oh that's interesting yeah I don't know what they say in the audio like I don't have a visual yeah, connection yeah. so I don't know what oh you're yeah reading, what you're I, I had no idea how to the pronounce yeah. the last name that's funny
0: Okay. Anyway. What's your scoop? My scoop will be short and sweet. Nutcracker is well underway. Mm -hmm. And it's really fun. My... Daughter has two parts this year, so that's very exciting. You can see the growth, and so I share this not because it's homeschooling related, but it's just fun to kind of share their progress as Mm -hmm. they age and grow. And so she's got two roles this year, and my son is going to perform his very first role. I love it. And then we even have a friend in our co op who's Mm -hmm. joined, and then we have a friend who was already at my studio
1: who just joined our co
0: op, yeah, yeah, who are participating. So there's three of us from our co op who are. Three families who are participating. I gotta in my buy my cracker. tickets.
1: I heard they're not they're just on? on
0: sale. Well, they were going to go on the fifth, but I don't think they're. On okay. It. Anyway, okay. it's not time yet. Yeah. So it's a wonderful production, and I just wanted to share, based on the topic today, that we're yeah. we're doing our Nutcracker. It's my once a week. It's ten Saturdays of rehearsals, and we're halfway there. Well, that's amazing. You're already halfway
1: there. I haven't been seen on at your the, Nutcracker at clothes. At the
0: airing of this episode, will be oh, halfway okay. there. <laughs> This is still early October oh, for those true. of you who are interested, so we're really hot in here in our fancy clothes. We're so but fancy. We're so fancy. And why are we fancy? Because today
1: we're talking about seeing performing arts live. Which you should dress up to go see. It's a special thing, for and there sure. is something just magical, especially about being in a live show. Yeah. But just being at one. Right. Just the act of going. Yeah, I've been really going fun. to them since I was little, mm-hmm. and Phantom of the Opera was probably one of the first big ones I went yeah. to. I mean, I went to Starlight Express and sure. all those Andrew Lloyd Webber ones, but Phantom I went to like seven or eight times before even college. That's amazing. So it was a huge That's, thing in our yeah. house. Definitely. So I think that living in the digital age, it seems like people
0: are no longer consuming live theater and performances. Mm -hmm. It's just so easy to watch a recording and think that you've had the experience. I saw it. Mm -hmm. I I did this thing and Mm -hmm. it's just not always the full experience. And so what are they missing out on? That's what I want to cover today. Yeah, Um, A lot. Yeah. In episode 31, way back, we discuss music and movement. And in that episode, I share the benefits of participating in the performing arts. In this episode, instead of the participation side, it's the benefits of going to live performances, when to begin taking your kids to them, Mm -hmm. where to find them, the best season for performances, and the fun local examples we might have. So what are the performing arts? It's Primarily, music, dance, and theater. I would expand that to be more specific about music because there's live bands. That's absolutely an amazing experience to go see a band. And then within that category, there's jazz bands. There's small bands. There's local bands. There's all kinds of ways to consume that. That's not just going and seeing red hot chili peppers. (laughs) You know? (laughs) They don't need to be big ticket bands to have an amazing experience. Typically... You enjoy a live concert way more than you might the recording of that Mm -hmm. same artist. Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely.
1: Well, If it's someone you don't know. (laughs) And some cities and towns are more musically inclined than others, I found. In St. Louis, everybody, music is the thing. Sure. So almost every restaurant you go to... At least one night of the week, we'll have a musician playing. Totally. And you just have to get to know what's around.
0: But there's also choirs Mm -hmm. and symphonies and orchestras. There's all kinds of music to consume that isn't just bands, if that's Mm -hmm. not your jam.
1: Yeah. um, We went to an organ concert in Germany, and it was amazing, right? Yeah, and we here in San Diego have the Organ Pavilion, and if you know the
0: schedule, you get an actual organ performance. Usually Mm -hmm. they use that venue for other things, but that's one cool thing is when they
1: have that open.
0: But I would also say there's installations, which is kind of a blend of visual and performing art.
1: Yeah, I've never heard of that. So
0: artists, visual artists who are sometimes fine artists as well, want to install something that is an immersive experience. Mm -hmm. And so it's almost like a theatrical performance, but it's called an art installation. So Hmm. in San Francisco, they used to have installations on the side of buildings. So it was this art that was on the side of buildings. And then on Sunday, they'd have live people
1: oh you know suited
0: up and kind of strung up there interacting with this art would like pageant of the masters be that then where they're
1: posing
0: yeah i would call that more like an installation okay because it's it's got this theatrical moment or mm-hmm. aspect to it. So I would consider that a, a performing art. I mean, it still is in the category of visual, but it's just me saying that these are really neat, immersive experiences. Yeah. You know, it pulls the audience in because of its connection. Mm-hmm. A fine art is a very introverted experience. You're taking it in personally. You're not being asked to be a part of this experience right. the way you are. That theater pulls you in. So what are the benefits of live performances? Deeper understanding. Mm-hmm. The focus in theater is more on gestures, facial expressions, and actions of the characters than it is on the aggressive special effects, such as in films. Mm-hmm. So I thought that that was really fun that, mm-hmm. they, that this particular article I was reading called it aggressive special effects.
1: Yeah. Because
0: it really is true.
1: Yeah, it is true. You're
0: just seeing these flashes and all of this crazy stuff that we're able to do in the digital media, which is incredible,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but it's overwhelming. It's a lot of stimulus, and it takes away from the actual art of acting. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a really interesting statement. And so taking away those things, you focus on the acting
1: And this article, um, would it be worth reading the article?
0: Um, It's just from medium.com, and it rounded out some of these ideas of the benefits. But what they do quote is a study From the researchers of the from the University of Arkansas Department of Education Reform, Mm -hmm. and they found that pupils who watched the theater production of a play gained significantly enhanced knowledge compared to those who had simply read the script or watched a film Film version. version. Mm
1: -hmm. So, uh, so uh, the Leonardo DiCaprio *Romeo and Juliet* versus going and seeing romeo absolutely
0: and i'm going to cover this later but this is a perfect example to plug it in which is that you it opens your mind and imagination Mm -hmm. because think of a theater experience there's only so much you can do in the way of scenery and Mm -hmm. design on the stage to immerse an audience in a place time event even camera angles you have one angle exactly Mm -hmm. it's just what the audience can see from their seat Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of different perspectives within that theater so what are you communicating to your audience by setting your stage Mm -hmm. what are the scene changes you can't constantly be flipping back and forth right so sometimes a stage is almost cut in half and you get one set over here Mm -hmm. and one set
1: on the other side of the stage showing different places I always found it fascinating watching the changeover Mm -hmm. because in the newer Phantom of the Opera, Mm -hmm. it's a new set design. The stairs come out of the wall. Right. So that was new. Right. And it was much more of a contained production. So I missed... I had everything memorized. I had the whole script memorized. <laughs> right. So I missed what I was used to, yes. but it was cool to have a different set experience yeah. and be surprised. Right. That there's still something else they can
0: do with something yeah. that really is pretty static. Yeah. And it, sometimes you get the turntable on stage if you oh, think yeah, about and like Hamilton miss. Oh, and this, yeah. yeah. You get the turntable on stage, which mm-hmm. is a really unique effect, mm-hmm. and you get the feeling of movement Mm -hmm. that you miss in a completely flat stage set right um but at the same time it just requires the audience to be open-minded and to be imaginative and so i love that about the plays and i love that about live performances and it's the same thing in dance because dance has now become a recorded art as well mm-hmm. and so you consume a lot of dance on the screen as mm. well and the camera is moving at multiple angles think about hamilton the recorded production you can watch on disney plus that camera is moving the camera oh, is on rails of some kind and it's mm-hmm. zooming in it's zooming it's out doing going around 360 mm-hmm. that is not the perspective of you and the audience right so that is absolutely not the same experience as seeing it live right which is fine it's a wonderful experience. You get the 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 fun of the music, and mm-hmm. you get a lot out of that, which is great. But it's not the same experience.
1: And think of to me as not totally a performer mm-hmm. or a theatrical person. I mean, I'm a theatrical person. And let's be honest. Quite dramatic, but, yes. But I love, for example, the engineering involved and the yes. art involved and. The sound engineer, I mean, you think of all the types of skill sets and types of jobs that are being Mm -hmm. utilized for this production. And so if you're, I just think of if your child is interested in engineering, that you know kind of what to point out. When you are at a show like that. For sure. Point out the engineering Because then. you can see it. Yeah. In a movie, you don't think about it because mm-hmm. you don't see it. You don't see this the stage right. turning.
0: No. At the end credits, you see the hundreds of people involved yeah. in putting on a movie production. But in a live show, especially if you've ever been behind the scenes, you know that there's a costume designer, costumers. Mm-hmm. You know that there's often for professional shows, makeup artists. You know that there's a stage manager, which is something I do for our Nutcracker Mm -hmm. performances, telling you when to lift the curtain, telling you when to put the spotlight on, telling Mm -hmm. every little moment on stage, you know, a cue for that. And then if you have live music, are you guys going to be timed up? How are you communicating with that music director down in the orchestra? There's all of these things that, that you can physically see in the theater. The curtain comes down. Who did that? Who made that happen? Right. There's somebody pulling a rope still. Most of them are not digital yet, but there are theaters who now have digital rails. That's crazy. But there's still some guy with his gloves on pulling those ropes for those curtain changes or the set changes. Is there somebody walking behind it or do they have an electric set? Yeah. It's fascinating to think about all those things and the team that not only helped to
1: get it ready for the stage, but still has to be there for every performance. And what I, I love about that is it really exposes the broad range of how it takes a, a village, if you want to call it mm-hmm. that, but it takes a whole community of people right. with different skill sets to come together to create this. It's not just thespians, no, nope. or it's not just dancers, or it's not just engineers, right? It's everyone coming together. Right. Like you said, the sound engineers—they're working out problems on the fly. Mm-hmm.
0: If a mic is is squealing because something is wrong or there's a loose connection, they're trying to deal with it to minimize the negative impact on the audience and or the performer. Mm -hmm. And so you usually have several audio people who are throughout the theater. You usually have one on the side of the stage and you have one in the back of the auditorium Mm -hmm. being able to see and hear what's happening differently than a person on the side of the stage. And then for dance productions, the performers on stage have different... Audio than what you hear in the audience because of the acoustics of a theater. And so, a lot of times, the comments I get as a stage manager for a dance show is we can't hear the music on stage. But where I'm sitting in my perspective off the side of the stage, I can, it's really loud. Oh, weird. And so, then we have to turn it. So, it's very difficult to hone in on the perfect sound yeah um volume level for a production because it depends on your perspective yeah often the music is super loud in the audience because of the quality of the speakers or what have you we want to hear the bass the beat on stage Mm -hmm. and so if we need to turn it up to hear the bass you're getting a whole bunch of that top level sound in the audience and it's you know in yeah. your ears, so it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. That was a total tangent there, but it's fascinating. All of these things that, if you just pay the slightest bit of attention, you're going to see that. Mm-hmm. If you know where to look, you can look in the sound booth when you're in a live theater, you see them working up there. Yeah, you see the light technicians right. operating the lights, you know, and you can see them on headsets communicating to somebody somewhere, right? In the theater, yeah, it's all happening. So I love that experience in its educational value. Definitely, um, live theater pr- pr- improves attention ability. So mm-hmm. learning to focus for an hour or two without a device is an important skill because sometimes music will have a break, something is slow, a musician is talking to you. You can't just fast forward a commercial. You can't just skip to the next episode. You can't skip the intro. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to consume it as a whole. Mm-hmm with breaks included Mm -hmm. and so it kind of helps build that attention ability for especially for kids theater makes immediacy tangible immediacy is the quality of bringing one into direct and instant involvement with something giving rise to a sense of urgency or excitement Hmm. and so i wasn't sure like you know i thought immediacy meant like in the moment you know some kind of urgency and it does but it's the quality of bringing one into that so that is so true in the theater if you don't immerse people in in this big way they're not going to be invested in what you're showing right they'll
1: just be waiting
0: for it to end exactly so i think you can actually feel that urgency in live productions Mm -hmm. even in dance they have to captivate the audience Mm -hmm. in music you have to bring in your audience if you have no performance quality People
1: aren't going to be interested. Right. Well, it's, I mean, like a book has to have a hook. Exactly.
0: And so as an audience member, you can learn this thing. You learn about what immediacy is and you can feel it and see it. Hmm. And it's it's interesting. A movie usually just has it or it doesn't. You know, there's not really, your movie is really great and it hooked you from the beginning or you didn't care about it. Yeah. You know, I think live performance, you're going to have a huge range In there, based on your personal preferences and the abilities of the performers. Yeah. Um, Live performance promotes emotional experiences. So, just like before, when you take away the distraction of special effects in movies or recorded productions, the audience gets to focus on the performers Mm -hmm. and what they're trying to communicate. So, that promotes empathy. Hmm. You get to see rawness in these live performers. They're gonna make mistakes. Mm-hmm. I watched a famous ballerina fall on stage. Oh wow! In the middle of a Nutcracker performance. Aww. But it didn't make me hate the show and right. think, "Ew, who would put that on a stage?" Right. It made me go, "Man, she's real." Yeah. She is real. She's not yeah. perfect. Right. She slipped. You yeah. know, because that's a normal human response. And then it made me think, "Oh, I wonder how it feels to slip on stage." Like, this is an audience of a thousand people. Yeah. Right? And she's the top of her game. Yeah. She's a prima ballerina for a prestigious company. Yeah. And I watched her fall yeah. live. You know, and that's yeah. that's such a big moment. And my daughter happened to be with me and I got to tell her that. I was like, see. Even Misty Copeland, this famous yeah. ballerina, isn't perfect. Right. So right. now you can give yourself grace or others mm-hmm. grace when they aren't perfect, when they perform. Do you think musicians don't play a
1: bad note once in a while? Yeah. I'm sure they do. Oh, yeah. We just, if, if it's not something completely obvious, right. you don't notice. Right. If I'm watching ice skating and they don't do their triple axel and they do a triple <laughs> lutz, right. I wouldn't wow. know the difference. Right. For sure. But, th- but they would still feel devastated by it Absolutely. and the people who ice skate yeah would totally know
0: and then if you're listening to the announcers then you know that that oh, was a mistake yeah. and so it does even in that way pulls you yeah. in the oh, empathy yeah. you know if you're live, you i don't know, know for what you them hear even more. when it's live i imagine you don't have announcers when you're yeah, watching i've never, never watched live that. ice skating yeah. so i can't speak to it i've only seen the shows yeah the live shows right. oh that's true yeah i've <laughs> seen that so then in that case yeah you wouldn't necessarily
1: know that they made a mistake but yeah. at the mm-hmm. same
0: time Sometimes somebody's gonna slip oh
1: right yes, a, I mean man. I feel like we've seen them fall before but it didn't matter right we're the show is yeah uh, you if if it's perfect then it's just amazing right you know you can't even believe it totally. and you forget that they're people right exactly I think live theater
0: normalizes the human experience mm-hmm. a lot of times because not everyone's gonna be perfect and yeah. if you watch the not to keep talking about Hamilton, it's not even in my notes at all, but it's spontaneously coming up. But if you watch the behind the scenes on Hamilton and the interviews with the actors, it's actually interesting because I guess one of them, he's a much more serious kind of person. So when one of his uh, co-workers made a mistake on stage, she asked him, was that really obvious? He was like, yeah, but it was okay. You know, because... Yes, he noticed the mistake. What are you going to say? Yeah. You know, it it is a bit of a lie when you go, no, no one will notice. Yeah. You know, but that's the thing. Mm -hmm. And so that's the interesting part about watching the recording of Hamilton is Mm -hmm. they did do takes in that. And so they did get to perfect their scenes Mm -hmm. versus going to Hamilton live. Mm -hmm. And so being able to hear the actors themselves even admit to that is really interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's move on. What age should kids start attending live performances? Mm. As soon as they're born. I know. (laughs) I mean, every time we talk about an art, I'm pretty sure that's my answer. As soon as possible. Yeah. but Because it's like a whole other language. Exactly. And sometimes being able to tolerate performing art or live art when we live in such a media-driven world, I think takes practice. You actually have to practice this. It's just like
1: any other art, whether it's performing or right. you talk about fine art or fine art yeah it's it's the same thing it's it's developing just I mean being in a live performance then will help you way more appreciate a live right. performance it's factor. just like trying clay pots for the first time will help you way more appreciate <laughs> right. those that amazing in your your cabinet yeah, <laughs> but, and then the amazing things like right. how on earth did they make that right. you know and it's incredible so the more you can be involved and then When, like in college, I go to New York and we see Miss Saigon. It's not with my parents. I Mm -hmm. went to England and I saw Les Mis, even though I was in Paris, but (laughs) decided to see Les Mis in England. That's okay. But we made sure we saw shows when we went to other countries. When I went to Vienna in the Habsburg Palace, I saw Mozart. Exactly. It's just really cool to experience a city that way and so i feel like you miss out on a a a good part of the joy of life if you can't experience each one of these types of arts
0: yes but more specifically when we come to when to start taking your kids you know take them when they're young Mm -hmm. think about what's age appropriate for that I was taking my daughter to dance performances because it was important to me Mm -hmm. and they were my friends I was going to go see. Mm -hmm. And so I took her Mm -hmm. and I wore her in the baby carrier. I intentionally got a seat on an aisle so that if I needed to get up, I wasn't going to disturb anybody. And for the most part, the music was soothing to her. You have to be aware of volume. And so if you want to go to something, be aware that they might need Mm -hmm. earphones or call the theater. They would love to help you with that
1: kind of information, is it too sensitive for young ears, you know? I think I took my youngest to see The Little Mermaid. So when (laughs) local elementary schools and middle schools and high schools put on repertory, or put put on theater, or you can go to a repertory theater, it's really fun to go because they're kids. So it's kids watching kids. Yeah. And my youngest was probably three, maybe three, when we went to Little Mermaid, and she was captivated. Absolutely. So I will get to that also. Hmm.
0: Um, toddlers can be a little bit harder to take to live performance because toddlers are just harder with everything. Yeah, uh, They don't always have the attention span for it and they might not have the control to stay quiet or just stop wiggling. And so you have to be very careful about where you're taking them. The mm-hmm. symphony, for instance, most of the theaters that's, Um, house the symphonies won't allow under five yeah for that reason so it depends on the venue and the medium like you said you usually local theater or repertoire theaters or children's theaters they'll offer anybody the opportunity to come but not all performances are equal So toddlers might enjoy live music, especially in casual settings like the library, a restaurant, or other public venues. You don't have to always think about big tickets Mm -hmm. when you want to go take your kids to things. Go to the beach amphitheater and listen to something mm-hmm. there or go to a local performance there's a lot of open mic nights places that are sometimes appropriate for kids yeah some of our local music studios offer open mm-hmm. mic nights that are done by children yeah and so those are wonderful opportunities to take your kids and there's more opportunity for them to wiggle it's more forgiving When they get to be about four or five, many performances really start to become engaging to them. Young children especially like watching other children, and so this is a great time to see local youth performances, Mm -hmm. Um, whether it's ballet or dance or theater. There's tons of youth theater out there, and they're either by the schools or they're independent companies go take them. And they're typically performing things that kids would know or Mm -hmm. you'd be okay with them to be exposed Mm to. Annie the Musical, Joseph and the Technicolor Dream Coats, you know, all kinds of of
1: really fun plays. I took my youngest to the middle school's production, a local middle school's, of uh, the Willy Wonka or Mm -hmm. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and the set design was phenomenal and with You know, Oompa Loompas that came were in the theater with us all all, because they made sure everyone could participate. Right. So they're even down the aisles past Mm -hmm. us and fully. Yeah. It just felt immersive. Exactly. So
0: it makes them fun to go see. As they get older and they are exposed to more in the way of literature or musicals, music and dance. They're going to enjoy live performances more because they'll understand the content better. Mm -hmm. So right now, for instance, a local college is performing James and the Giant Peach, the musical. Mm -hmm. My friend is working on it. And it's perfect for elementary school children or older because they've often read that book. And if they've liked it, it'll Mm -hmm. be especially meaningful to Mm -hmm. them. So how do you get kids engaged in live performance? I would suggest studying the content ahead of time to help inspire interest. So if you're seeing a play, read the book first if mm-hmm. there is one. Go to If you're going to go to a symphony, watch the recorded version or read a book like my first orchestra book to introduce the instruments mm-hmm. that they're going to encounter. Oftentimes, symphonies will allow you to go up to the stage or if it's a production that they're in that orchestra pit, they allow you to go up and look at the instruments and so that's, that's such cool. a unique experience to be able to see them up close mm-hmm. or to watch the musicians warm up their instruments mm-hmm. Because you get to hear those individual sounds, That's and then really cool. all of a sudden, right before the show starts, they do their tune-up note, uh-huh. and it's this magical moment where all these random things that people were practicing all like, at the mm-hmm. same time was a jumble. It comes together, and I can't even describe. Like I have goosebumps right now just thinking about that moment. It's starting. Listen to that note. Mm-hmm. They've all or they're doing the same thing, and it's amazing because you know what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. Make it an exciting event. Like we said, get dressed up. Yeah. If you're watching the YouTube, you can see we're in our our fancy black outfits. (laughs) But get dressed up. Wear fancy outfits or dress on theme. Mm -hmm. Are you going to James and the Giant Peach? Maybe it's not a fancy venue.
1: So what can you do to be on theme? Dress as a bug. Yes. Wear your antlers. Just exactly. take them off when you get seated, so exactly. if you don't block people's view. Going
0: to a holiday production, wear your ugly Christmas sweater or yeah. wear something else that's festive.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, go out to dinner first, or go grab a dessert afterwards. Mm-hmm. That's such a fun thing, especially the afterwards part, because I love then you going get to after. talk about what you saw. Mm-hmm. It is hard. A lot of professional performances are or evening. Late. And so it is hard when your kids are younger. But I think we are both finally mm-hmm. getting to the point where a nine thirty or ten PM dessert for twenty mm-hmm. minutes is not the end of the world.
1: Yeah, and there's two two o'clock matinees usually yes. on a Saturday. Yeah. So exactly doable definitely or invite someone
0: special make mm-hmm. it a special bonding moment to go if your kids are sort of resistant to going or you need to find a way to get them engaged
1: have grandma come yeah on. i went and saw fielder on the roof with my parents and my granny at a dinner oh. theater oh fun! yeah so that was yeah fun. or bring
0: a friend do you have a friend who shares a similar interest and would like this production bring them along mm-hmm. because then you have more reason to be engaged mm-hmm. I know for my daughter, that was really important. It wasn't always exciting for her to be dragged around to things. Is how she kind of felt about it. But now she has her own appreciation and we go together. It's our thing now. Mm -hmm. She didn't always see it that way, but we've come a long way with practice. Where do you find performances? So if you're not already in the habit of going to performances, this can be a challenging thing because you don't have this natural inclination for it. But there's community productions. You can easily access your local Facebook pages or groups and you constantly get bombarded with people posting about local theater. Do a Google search. Not too complicated to Mm -hmm. look up, you know, San Antonio local community theaters. And the youth ones will come up. The adult ones will come up. Professional will probably Mm -hmm. come up. You'll get a lot of opportunities. Don't discount local professional companies. A lot of times you get local professionals. They may have at one time been Broadway performers or professional dancers who are now raising their families in these smaller areas Mm -hmm. and looking for a creative outlet. Mm -hmm. And so they do these local productions. Go see
1: those. Yeah, it makes me think of Waiting for Guffman. Yes, exactly.
0: (laughs) We have a couple of local professional ballet companies here in San Diego that aren't top to your caliber but they have amazing talent Mm -hmm. and they put on great productions so don't discount those go check them out that's a great starting point if you're looking for something that feels more than youth theater Mm -hmm. (laughs) youth theater can feel a little bit tough at times uh, there's touring companies. So if you live near a big enough city, go check out the local touring company or not local, but go check out what's coming in your yeah. area because Hamilton tours, Les Mis used to mm-hmm. tour Phantom. I mean, that's how you saw Phantom. Yeah. It wasn't always there in LA. You right. waited for the tour to come through. So then that became a tradition. It sounds mm-hmm. like for you to have gone that when many we times. Yeah.
1: All the time. Yeah. Well, you would go when it was there. It was, in a, yeah, yeah. But it was in LA, I think for about. Eight years or so. Oh, it stayed in LA. It It was a local professional. Because it was always sold out. Always sold out. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, at the main performing arts place in LA. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. So touring companies
0: are fantastic ways to see Broadway productions especially or Mm -hmm. professional companies that you are interested in. Mm -hmm. See if they tour. You never Mm -hmm. know if there's a a close-by place to go see them.
1: And if you get to know... Here's the thing. So for Phantom, for example, Michael Crawford was the Phantom, and so mm-hmm. he was the one performing in LA. So that's what nice. we got to see. Yeah. And what I think kids sometimes have a hard time with is if you get to know the the audio versions so well, yeah. it's actually hard when it's they switch. But it's good practice actually yeah. to experience someone different right. and see it's it might be a slightly different show. Right. Like one of the phant- Phantoms I saw, he just spit all the time Mm -hmm. so the spit was always and live theater yeah but it was it was fun it actually added some interest well it adds that humanity to it yeah you know he's not this perfect machine who can do this yeah he he, has to spit and 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 so it was fun to talk about afterwards and and be like what do his counterparts think of being spit in the face all the time and so there's some stretching that they
0: have to do for too. For sure. And there's tolerance. Yeah. You have to build up tolerance to being able to accept
1: different interpretations. Yeah. Because that's what this art yeah. is about. And that's what it is when it's a tour. Yeah. It eventually, or the one like in, when Michael Crawford went away, it's like he did it for probably four or five years. Mm-hmm, yeah. He's done. He's done. Someone else took his place. So, yeah. you know, another way that we did it in St. Louis is the Muni is an outdoor theater for 10,000 mm-hmm. people. And we saw Miss Saigon, and we yeah. saw Les Mis there. But you buy it for the season, right? And so that was really cool. I mean, it's kind of like Moonlight Theater here, mm-hmm. but on a much larger scale. Yeah. And but we only bought the six dollars seats, right. so it was such a great way to see all summer long. Every week was a different yeah. musical or or play. Exactly,
0: most professional performance companies, whether they're local or bigger, will offer season tickets.
1: But they were, and they were all tour groups. So the Mm -hmm. tour would come in for that week and then leave. And so wasn't, and there might be some local people in it. Right. But it was an interesting, it was a different group each time. Of course, you can really, yeah. Well, that was the
0: same for the symphony. My husband and I decided we wanted to invest in live art this year or this summer and so he and I bought a package through Mm -hmm. the symphony and so while you had the company members who were there to play the instruments the guests were different yeah and so you can buy that as part of your season package it wasn't just the San Diego symphony performers exclusively it was their concert Series. Right. And so okay. the first one we saw was a jazz production, which was amazing. And then the second one was just Beethoven. And so they had a guest conductor come in mm-hmm. and maybe a guest violinist or something. Mm-hmm. But everybody else was San Diego Symphony Company. And then we took my daughter to see the Harry Potter production mm-hmm. because this San Diego Symphony has a beautiful outdoor venue and they show movies. And the symphony accompanies the movie live. So she got to not only see Harry Potter on a big screen, Uh but then she got to also hear the live accompaniment. And as someone who's new to me, not new-ish, but still working her way into music, what a neat experience to see. That's actually how they do it for the movie. Yeah, it's amazing. So if they can record it for the movie, why couldn't they play it live? And now they need to do
1: more of that. They That'd do. Really There's fun. a lot throughout okay. the year.
0: So, for instance, they're going to do, the, for the holiday season, they're going to do How the Grinch Stole Christmas and show oh. the movie. And they, they do a whole bunch. It's really okay, cool. Okay, I want to so look that up. You have to look that up, for sure. And then, build in seeing performances when you travel. So, you already said that. But that's an amazing opportunity, is to, if you don't have local theater necessarily right at your fingertips, if you happen to be a very rural family... Then if you travel, use that as an opportunity to see something. It does not have to be something on a big, huge scale, but do Mm -hmm. something that speaks to your family. Oftentimes, I think music is most encapsulating for for a family. It gets the most interest from all the members Mm -hmm. because we tend to all enjoy music. Not everyone's going to want to see a dance show. Mm -hmm. Not everyone's into live theater but we might all agree to go see um, a folk band, band Yeah. you know, and have that experience, especially if it involves food, mm-hmm. we're good. So build in seeing performances when you travel. The best time to see performances is all year round, but many professional companies have seasons. And mm-hmm. so it's good to know what those seasons are. And then like we were saying, you can look into getting season packages So maybe you say, I'm going to commit to buying three. I'll get these seats at a discount because I'm going to go to three. Mm -hmm. And that might be a good opportunity for you. Mm -hmm. Many professional companies launch their programs in late winter, early spring. I find that one to be a big commonality. Summer, a lot of places have big outdoor venues. It's a wonderful time to go see evening performances outdoors. Mm -hmm. You miss some of the, like we were talking about the, the theatrical components mm-hmm. of the set changes and the lighting designs and and all there's of that just stuff. something
1: special about being in a theater, mm-hmm. and then also the sound is better in yeah. a theater. But
0: it is also a neat way for kids to be outdoors mm-hmm. in the summertime, and there's something kind of fun, especially in different areas. Usually, the venue has something unique to offer.
1: Well, so for Miss Saigon, a helicopter literally uh-huh. took off in the back, right. and then for Meet Me in St. Louis. They did a whole firework show. Exactly. And those are things you can't do inside a theater.
0: Mm -hmm. So check out that for the summertime. Um, In fall and winter is when you want to see your seasonal shows. Like I mentioned, the symphony might be doing something. Go check it out. Maybe a choir. Yeah. Especially at Christmas time. What a great time to see a choir.
1: That's a good point.
0: The San Diego Symphony invites the choir in. So they do a production, an annual production called Noel Noel every Mm. year. And they invite not only the adult choir but they bring in a children's choir for oh, a couple cool. things too is it like a boys choir or is it, it says children's choir oh, okay. san diego children's choir so i don't mm. think it's a boys choir but i think it's such a neat way to blend all of those things together go see the nutcracker that's mm-hmm. a holiday classic for sure go see the nutcracker or if you are more into theater go see a christmas carol mm-hmm. um i have some local suggestions since San Diego County happens to have a, access to a lot of performing arts, and then for any of us here in San Diego County who are willing to drive just as much as three hours, mm-hmm. you can also get Orange County and LA it's County. Amazing. We have so much available to us. It's kind of ridiculous
1: not to yeah, go Yeah, I go up something. to the Pantages. I mean, right. even for same-day tickets. Exactly. I literally <laughs> got in there ten minutes before it started, and then run, running down Sunset <laughs> Boulevard in my... I'm <laughs> yeah, heels, and I have don't even have tickets. Oh gosh, yeah. And I'm literally just going up to the Box the office. single the yeah. single line and saying, "Do you have any single tickets?" Because then it's right. it's fifty bucks exactly. instead of over a hundred. Exactly. So
0: see what's around you. You know, if you're willing to drive just a little bit, I'm guessing there's something big enough near mm-hmm. you. We have some suggestions for you if you're local. So. The Grinch, How the Grinch Stole Christmas is in its 25th anniversary year at our Old Globe Theater. And it is a long run. They start on November 9th and run all the way through December 31st. The Old Globe is spectacular venue. It's modeled after the Shakespeare's Old Globe in London. And it was built in 1935. It's so cool. It did have to be rebuilt after an arson fire, but uh, it, they tried to people. really keep it. And then they have... Um, A couple theaters on the premises. Mm -hmm. They have an actual outdoor theater. Yeah, that's the one I saw Othello at. Mm -hmm. And then they have an indoor theater, which I saw a dance premiere, a Bob Fosse premiere um, just this spring. (laughs) So it's a great venue, and I've heard amazing things about The Grinch. They sell out, and with a a month-and-a-half run, you know it's a good show. Yeah. So I highly suggest seeing that one. If you are willing to go to Costa Mesa, or maybe you already live near there, the American Ballet is up there. Um, And they bring in their professional company members from New York for the Nutcracker. This year it's only running December 9th through 18th, but those company members come and play those lead roles. So that's how I saw Misty Copeland. I didn't get to New York to see her, but they have a sister program out here, and so I got to
1: drive just an hour and a half away, and she was right there. I went and saw it there when I was in college, actually. Okay. Well, it wouldn't have been ABT. Okay. Well, it was that's in like, Long Beach, Costa Mesa. Seeger,
0: I'm talking about Seagerstrom yeah. Theater in Costa Mesa. But they didn't have the... It, I guess oh, it could have different been a different company. Theater. But yeah, ABT, company. ABT is the prestigious ballet company in, okay. in, in
1: Whoever the was States. doing it then. Yeah. A lot of touring companies Mesa. would go. It yeah. could have
0: been ABT, but that would have been before their partner program. Mm-hmm. That's recent in the last decade. And then, as I mentioned, the San Diego Symphony, highly recommend. Um, I feel like taking in live performances has really become a lost art. I mentioned there's a lot of barriers to it. A lot of people find it expensive, and it is. Mm -hmm. It's definitely something you have to intentionally set aside
1: budget for. And it may just be then like you take one child. Right, exactly.
0: It's inconvenient because you're... You've got specific times you have to go. You don't just flip on Netflix whenever you want. You Mm -hmm. have to be at the theater at 7 p.m. if that's the show you're Mm -hmm. seeing. And sometimes it can be uncomfortable if you aren't used to this experience. It can be an odd thing to go do to wait in line to go in there. I don't know, but I imagine you do build up some kind of tolerance. Yeah, and then if you're waiting
1: for the show, if you're not crazy about the storyline, then it's hard to get through. But I think having the prep work of knowing the The music ahead of time really helps.
0: It can definitely help. It's always easy to make an excuse not to go do that. But I think there's so much to be gained by going. So find ways to get past those barriers, whether it's finding discount tickets, like Mm -hmm. you said, the walk-up ticket. Mm -hmm. Go walk up the day of. Take a chance. Mm -hmm. Do something spontaneous. It'll be 50% off. Groupon, a lot of theater does not sell out. Go to Groupon. My mother-in-law was doing fill-a-seat. So whenever... Oh, Uh, Fill-A-Seat. Fill-A-Seat. That was like the name of a show. No. She was participating in this program called Fill-A-Seat, and you are on a list, and if they have not sold out this show and they want more people, they will offer you free tickets. That's amazing. And so you have to say yes a certain amount of times, or you are kicked off the list. Mm -hmm. But she'd all the time, hey, who wants to go see this downtown today? And be mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't know. All of us with kids can't really be that spontaneous, but maybe you can. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to get into this and make it an adventure, have two seats that you're willing to fill. And then, mm-hmm. like you said, rotate a kid to take and go on these experiences or go on a date, a spontaneous yeah. date.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So those are ba- uh, ways to get over those barriers. Um my, I have, we have a friend who is notorious for winning tickets on the radio.
1: Oh, that's so funny.
0: So she's been to a lot of concerts, like big name concerts, because she wins the tickets on the radio. She'll listen to the radio, and then she'll be that caller, and she'll get yes. it. I mean,
1: and it's is, amazing. Yeah, is she the only one calling, maybe? I don't know, because Do I, <laughs> I don't listen to the radio, but she wins them. That's so hilarious. So you wouldn't
0: spend $150 on these tickets to this band, but you get them for free and you're going that's awesome i did do it once when i was in my early 20s one of the radio stations while i still listen to radio was doing an event at a car sales lot and the first like 20 people to get there got free tickets and i was like i'm going and my sister went with me at our lunch break and we got free tickets i met the djs we listened to on the radio wow yeah so just random things but there's ways to get it or if it's inconvenient because of the times, try to find a show that fits with your child's schedule. Yeah. Not everything is at and seven pm. And here's the thing:
1: you don't have to stay the whole show. No, you can't. There leave is an, an intermission. intermission. So we did that when we went to see Mary Poppins. My youngest was—I think I was wearing and nursing <laughs> my youngest—and it was yeah. Moonlight Theater. Right. And what was cool is that at the end of the first act, before the intermission, she takes off in her umbrella. So I was yep. like perfect we're done that's <laughs> done and, and scene and it was already like 8 or 8 30 yeah. it was totally time to go In The last
0: quarter of the movie or the production is not my favorite oh, okay i see, definitely prefer see the, nice. the first part but there's always something that you can do to get over those things so go see live theater and now it's time for the coop, coop q a where we answer your, your questions, questions. I thought this was an interesting one that came okay, up today. Okay, hear it. How can I encourage my five-year-old to take her ballet performances more seriously? Jeez. Oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. She loves to dance, but always seems behind her classmates, and never wants to practice at home. You
1: have any initial reactions to that? Well, I mean, it's just supposed to be fun at that right. point. So yeah. I'm, I I, I understand her maybe making sure she obeys and listens yeah. to her teacher mm-hmm. if that's what she means and in that case yes absolutely you show respect to the person right. who's teaching you but if it's that she's not stretching enough or she's not or she's being too goofy as she goes from her corner to corner or yeah. whatever then i don't know that's that's a little too much uh seriousness for me yeah i agree i say let it go If she enjoys
0: it, then don't worry about it. As a dance educator myself, most of us are aware of our students' strengths and weaknesses. And it should be fun at five years old. And they'll develop the skills that they need to perform over time. Those skills include musicality. So maybe she just doesn't know how to count music and doesn't hear the beat. You know, we all experience this differently. Rhythm. Memory, motor skill, performing anxiety,
1: yeah. maybe
0: a coping mechanism is being goofy. Yeah. Oh it,
1: it totally is. If, right? some if of I the funniest embarrass
0: people in yeah. the world are funny because exactly. it's a coping mechanism. If I embarrass myself, then I can't be embarrassed by anything else. Right. You know, and maybe it's for attention. You know, maybe she is seeking the instructor's attention mm-hmm. or something. But I don't know. So I have another idea is expose her to more performances. Mm-hmm. That's what this whole episode is about. Maybe if she sees live performance, she'll get an idea of what she wants to portray on stage. She's going to see these professionals taking it seriously, and maybe she'll want to Mm -hmm. emulate them. Yeah. Maybe she doesn't understand the point of a performing art. Right. Especially dance studios. I have to admit that a recital tends to be just dance after dance after dance. There's no connecting story or theme most of the time. And so there's not a lot of intentionality Mm -hmm. in it. There's Mm -hmm. not a lot of point to it. So if your kid doesn't know the point of a performing art, teach them that. Right. We don't always have time in our one hour a week with your kid to also explain, you know, the bigness of performing arts. Right. I try, but there's only so much we can do. As a homeschooler, incorporate arts education into your studies. Yeah, Do artist studies of famous dancers, choreographers, and composers. Watch video biographies of videos of those artists performing. Mm -hmm. I recommend a book called The Swan, The Life and Dance of Anna Pavlova. It's beautifully illustrated. I talk about it in one of our episodes. In our favorite picture books. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's a touching story of a very famous ballerina check out Tchaikovsky discovers America. It's an audio production and a fun telling of how Tchaikovsky composed some of the best known pieces of classical music. Most of which are ballets, sleeping beauty, Swan Lake, the nutcracker. Mm -hmm. And so it's a great way to involve them in what they might be exposed to and get them more. Find the ballerina book,
1: which is also in our favorite picture books.
0: Yeah. It's a great way to get them more invested. So Mm -hmm. if you're feeling like she's just not taking it seriously, Figure it out. You Mm -hmm. might need to let it go. You might need to trust the teacher. If she's not worried about it, don't worry about it. Yeah,
1: let the teacher be the teacher. Yeah, for Mm -hmm. sure. Or find ways to encourage it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We love your support. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast, leave a rating and review to let us know how we're doing, and share our podcast with your friends who need a little community, humility, and joyful fun in homeschooling.